Um, I'm dedicating the shir, obviously, to Lee's mother. The shir is sponsored by him, and uh, it's wonderful to be able to commemorate her memory. Of course, I never knew her, but what I do know, having heard about her for so many years, is that she was a person who was very cheerful and good-natured, and she always wanted people to be happy. So when Lee asked me to give the shir, I said, I'm going to find a topic that's going to be appropriate for that. So we're going to talk about making people happy, making jokes, making fun, being in a good mood, and the balance between uh, making fun on jokes and cynicism and you know the other aspect of it and how that balances off against perhaps not being in such a good mood and where it is appropriate and where it isn't appropriate. And I think what is most appropriate, as you're going to see in a minute, is we should begin... Uh, with a joke. <laughs> so, this morning we served, uh, unusually for a uh, yard site, we served 21-year-old Balveni whiskey, scotch, uh, after Shachris, and it reminded me of the lapsed Catholic who returned to church after 10 years or a dozen years that he hadn't been involved, and he came in, and he was obviously very taken aback, by what he saw, he, he went into the confessional box and there was a, a bottle of scotch in the confessional box and, and there was a few bottles of chilled beer. There was a humidor with cigars and he was looking, I just couldn't believe it. And, and a moment later, there was a knock on, on the window on the other side of the confessional and it was the priest. He said, priest, you know, I haven't been here for a few years, but gosh, you've really upped your game. He said, no, I haven't. You're sitting on my side. <laughs> An appropriate beginning. We're going to begin, actually, the first source is the Rambam. And the Rambam, as we know, always believed in striking a balance. He said the Jewish people, Judaism, the Torah, demands that you take the middle path. Don't be too extreme in one direction. Don't be too extreme in another direction. So we're going to see the Rambam codifying joy, simcha, Good nature, good spiritedness here in this halacha. Um, a, a person shouldn't be uh, um, somebody who is mocking. But you also shouldn't be too depressed and somber. You've got to be somebody who is not too joyful and laughing all the time. On the other hand, you mustn't be depressed. Sameach here is, by the way, there's many words in Hebrew for joy. Simcha, rina, gila, different words for joy. And that should be a hint as to how important it is for a Jew to feel joyful. You have to be someach. Tomid besimcha. Ivduis Hashem besimcha. That is part of what it means to be a Jew. But if you're too joyful, then you could become mocking. You could become dismissive. That's part of humor, is to dismiss things. That's funny. Or you could become depressed. You're not joyful enough because you're too nervous and too anxious. The Rambam says, take the middle path. If you're, if you're too dismissive, you're always making jokes, um, if you're mocking things, if you're too light-headed, that's going to make you vulgar. That's no good. We don't want you to be that. And they commanded that a person shouldn't be, shouldn't be completely unrestrained in his levity, but also, shouldn't be sad 
or mournful. You've got to find that middle path. This is going to be my theme today, because that's exactly uh, what Lee has told me about his mother. You have to be makabel everybody besever ponim yofes. What does that mean? The, and the translation here is a cheerful countenance. But it's more than that. There's, some, there's a vibe. Somebody gives off a positive, pleasant, upbeat vibe. That's a saver ponim yofes. That when you see them, even when they're not smiling, you want to smile at them. That you feel good in their company. That's the way a person should be towards others. We all have to be that way towards each other. But now we're going to go up to the Rambam. He codifies the law. Now we're going to look at the different sources. Let's look at the Gomorrah Psochim. And uh, you noted a few minutes ago when I began, I began with a bit of a joke. I didn't do so because I wanted to be different than Chazal. I want to be the same as Chazal. And we know it from a Gomorrah in Psochim. And the Gomorrah is in the Kuf Yud Zayin Omad Aleph. Ki Let's talk about Rabba. Whenever he would begin a shir, he always said something funny. It's more milsa means he said a joke that got somebody's attention, that had a punchline that was somehow meant to grab their attention. But after that, then after that he would become serious. And he began to teach the halacha. And Rashi says, I put the translation here in the source sheet. Rashi says, Niftach libom machmasa simcha. Why would they learn after hearing a joke? Because once you're in a good mood, even then something serious goes in. If somebody says something and puts you in a good place, you'll be, you'll be ready to listen to something a bit tougher as well. You know, I, I speak a lot. I think you know that. I'm a public speaker. When you say something that's amusing, challenging in a humorous way, then people, you grab people's attention, then suddenly you can get serious, but by that time people are listening to you, and they're willing to hear what you've got to say, even if it's a little bit more serious. Now, had you begun with that serious thought, perhaps they, their brain would have gone to sleep. They weren't ready to hear it yet. But once you've got them into, your, in, you've pulled them in, then they're, they're willing to remain. The Meiri says a very interesting thing. He actually focuses on this Gemara, and he says something similar to the Rambam, but he says as follows, He says, taking this Gemara, he says, it's the way of the rabbis, the teachers, because here we're not talking about rabbis in a shul necessarily, necessarily or the dayonim and a based in, but if you're giving a shir, the way, the good way to do it is to begin with something that's amusing, and then, after that, to teach the halachas. They would begin with something which is joyful. Joyful can just be a nice thing. You say something nice, something upbeat, uplifting, or actually a joke. And after that, to get serious. Ema actually means fearful. But here, in this context, it doesn't mean that you know, you're going to strike them with awe. It just means, okay, that now you're setting a serious tone. Why? Because otherwise, it, it doesn't make any sense because they don't want, if you, if you teach and you're boring, then people are just going to talk among each other. Today, nobody talks anymore. They text, right? When we were in school, we would write little notes and throw them to each other. If a teacher was 
boring, you didn't want to listen to them. But if he was constantly saying something which oh, might grab my attention, I had one teacher I remember, who was a fabulous teacher. In every example that the Gemara gave uh, in Baba Kama uh, and, or in Baba Matsya, but between Baba Matsya was people losing something, he would always give them a name. Or if the, the cow in Baba Kama, it, it's, it's in one field and then it falls into another field. I remember he called the cow Slippy because he slipped. From one field, I still remember it to this day. That's what an impression it made on me. Now, I could have just read the Gemara and translated it. The cow was in one field, and then it went into the other field. I wouldn't remember the cow. I wouldn't remember the field. I wouldn't remember the Gemara class. But because he said it in a way that attracted my attention, I was drawn in, and I still remember the Gemara class to this day. And he adds something. This is so beautiful. This is what the Meiri adds. Ein shechino shoira. You should know that God's presence can never be there if you're depressed. Sounds like Rav Nachman of Breslov, right? It's not his orition. The Meiri is orition in the 14th century. He says you cannot have God present if you're depressed or if you're lazy, if you're unwilling to engage. But you can't be too frivolous either. The colors rush and somebody just lets everything go. Udvarim betelim, or if you talk nonsense, elam itoich dvar simcha. If you're joyful, if you're in good spirits, if you're in a good mood, if you're smiling, if you're happy and you feel happy, not fake happiness, then you can learn, and then God is going to be with you. God will, will be in your life. And you know, I, I mentioned Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov says the only thing the Gate Sahara ever has to tell you to do is to be depressed. Because once you're depressed, you can never do a mitzvah properly. No mitzvah that's done without simcha is done, is done properly. So all the, all the Yetzirah has to do is convince you that you're in a bad mood. Once you're in a bad mood, then everything else, well, he doesn't have to tell you not to keep Shabbos. You can keep Shabbos. You keep Shabbos in a bad mood, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It does, it's, it's not Shabbos. Shabbos is only if you're joyful, if you're in a good mood. So that's what he's saying. He's saying the Shekhinah can only be with you if you're joyful. Okay. Here is, here is something else. This is an example. I'm going to read the second part of it. You see in, in number four, in source number four. It's a very famous medrash in Parshas Chaye Sora about Rabbi Akiva. He, and he was, by the way, if you want to know who the paradigmatic teacher is in the Talmud, Rabbi Akiva. He was the best teacher. And that's why they say he had 24,000 students. All the students wanted to learn with Rabbi Akiva. He must have been a fabulous speaker, and a fantab- so charismatic. But sometimes even charismatic people have a bad day. And he got up one day, it was, and it was Mbarashat Chayi Sora, and he wanted to give his share. I don't know what he was going to teach, but he wanted to give his share. He starts speaking, and he notices everybody is sleeping. I don't know what to do. So he says, Do you know, he says, look at, look at what it says in Siege. Do you know, why did um, Esther want to be the queen of 127 provinces in the Persian Empire? Chai Sora never falls around Purim time. Oh, suddenly everybody was listening. They knew he was going to come up with something good. He said, do you know why? Because Sora lived for 127 years. Ah, what does that mean? Now everyone's interested. Then he went on with the shear. We don't know what he said exactly, but that is preserved for us in the Medrash. 
that the method by which he got his students' attention was to tell them something confounding, amusing, and then, once he had their attention, he could teach them. Look at source number five. Source number five is a beautiful Gemara about Rabbi Broika Chizor. Rabbi Broika Chizor was some kind of person. He was, had Ruach HaKodesh. He was a great rabbi. He had Ruach HaKodesh. He always used to walk in the street, Beilofot Street, the marketplace of Beilofot. I don't know exactly who that was. Not important. And he met up with Eliyahu Anovi there. As one does, I guess. If you're a Bibreka Chazor, you can meet up, meet up with Elio Anovi. Omalei, so he says to him, bar He says to Elio Anovi, look, there's hundreds of people here. Is there anybody here who's going to go to Olam Haba? And he's looking around, Elio Anovi's looking around. Omalei, lo, he says, sorry, nobody here is going to Olam Haba. I've missed out a piece of the Gemara because I wanted to get to this piece. Suddenly, two brothers walked into the marketplace. So Eliyahu says, oh, hold on a minute. He said, these ones, these two brothers, you see them walking over there? They're going to go to Olam Habo. They're going to go to Gan Eden. Really? Rabbi Broika was very interested. Oh, he says, Really? They're going to Gan Eden? He ran after them and he says to them, Omalahu, my Abodaihu, what is it that you do? What is it that you do that Eliohanovi would say that you go to Gan Eden? He didn't tell them why he was asking. So they said to him, We are comedians. That's what they said. We are comedians, we're jesters. We cheer up miserable people. People come to us in a bad mood and we make a few jokes. And that's what they do. These two brothers were comedians. They were jesters. Eliyahu pointed to them and said, they're going to Gan Eden. Fabulous, isn't it? You want to know how you can go to Gan Eden? Oh, you can tell a good joke. Uh, do you think I'm going to go? What do you think, Rosalie? I think I'm, I'm, I'm on target. All right. So now we go to the next... We're going to go to the next uh, piece. Baruchus daf lamad aleph amad aleph. So here we have the other side of the coin. So we've mentioned a few times that you can't be somebody who overdoes it. Even joy has its limits. So now we're going to see the source of that Gemara. And it's based on a mission in Baruchus and the, um, the, uh, it's in daf lamad amad base. Where the, the, it says that when you begin Shemun Esra, you have to be very serious. Okay, so the Gemara continues with various different pieces relating to that about people who are very serious in their behavior, and it ends with this piece. Rabbi who was the chief rabbi of northern Israel, he was, from the, he was the last generation before the, the Jewish community became, was dominated by the Babylonian Jews. He was the last strong rabbi who lived in Eretz Yisrael. His Talmudim continued to live there, but by that time, the yeshivas in Bovel were dominant. And he had a lot of information about Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, because Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, remember, was hiding in the, in the hills there in northern Israel. There must have been a lot of information about him that came out from his Talmidim. And Rabbi Yochanan had all the masura of what Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says. He said, I heard something from Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. A person shouldn't 
be completely consumed by laughter. That's what you say. What does it mean? It means you can't fill your mouth with mirth. In other words, it cannot be 100%. There's always got to be a slight edge, which is you've got to be serious. There's got to be a part of you that's serious. Somebody who's a total joke, that doesn't make any sense. Shenemar, b'shuv Hashem shivas tzioin ha'yinu kachomim. What does it say? When Hashem returns the captivity of Zion, we will be as dreamers. Oz, then, yimole schoik pinu ulashoinenu rino. Only at that time, the ultimate joy, the only time when we completely abandon any type of, we've got to be careful, we can't overdo this. You know when that can be? When Mashiach comes. Then we'll be able to do it properly. That's what Rabbi Shimon said. Why is that going to be? Because we never have to be scared at that stage that anyone's going to tell us God doesn't exist. They won't use negative information about God to attack us. We're vulnerable. You know, when you're in a good mood, you're a little bit vulnerable. You're not on your guard. You're laughing. And then somebody makes a joke and it's funny. And sometimes it's at someone else's expense. And you laugh. Why do you laugh? Because you're laughing already. So if you're completely consumed by mirth and by mockery, then sometimes that can be a dangerous thing. That's what Rav Shem Ben Yechai is saying. Omro Lava Reshlokish. Reshlokish, if you remember, was a gladiator who became the brother-in-law of Rabbi Yochanan. He jumped across the river. He was so strong that Rabbi Yochanan said to him, Don't waste your strength being a highwayman, being a gladiator. You should become a Talmud scholar. You should become a great rabbi. He became a great rabbi, and Rabbi Yochanan was his equal in learning, but he, was, he treated Rabbi Yochanan as his Rebbe. Um, they said about him, Once he heard this statement of Rabbi Shimba Nechai from his brother-in-law, he never filled his mouth, as it were, with laughter in this world. Because he heard Rabbi, his, Rabbi Yochanan, his Rebbe, say this statement, he decided, I'm going to be careful. I don't mind being in a good mood, but I've got to be careful. I've got to watch myself. So there is a limit to it as well. So now we're going to look at the Gemara in Shabbos. And this is a beautiful Gemara. I'm going to read you the English. It's, uh, the Gemara is a fabulous Gemara. It's Daf Ein Zayin Omad Beis. The Gemara says that Reb once found Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda was at the entrance to his father-in-law's house, and he saw that he was in a very good mood, unusually positive, unusually upbeat, smiling and happy. So he knew, I can ask him anything. Do you know, sometimes you're a little bit scared of your teacher. You don't want to ask him a question that's going to mean that he's going to say to you, what are you asking? Like, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. But now he knew, doesn't matter what he says to Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda is in a good mood, you can answer him anything. So he asked him a, a couple of confounding questions. I'm going to go, just say one. Um, and you can look at the other one in your own time. It's on the source sheet. He said, it is just as it was in the... Um, it's all he said, why do goats walk in front of sheep and the sheep walk behind? Answer, that's what the question he asked. So I don't know where, where he got this information from, but apparently when there's a, a big flock of sheep and goats, the goats always end up walking in front and the sheep walk behind. So he says it's just as it was in the creation of the world, which is, was first dark, and then afterwards was oir. He says why? Because the uh, goats are always dark fur, dark skin, they're not white, 
and the sheep are always white. That's what he answered him. I don't know what this means. And maybe they were just bantering. You know, it's like these, it, when, when two academics, two intellectuals talk to each other and they, they say their jokes, you don't necessarily understand what they're talking about. It's funny to them. But you see here how important it was to learn in the spirit of good humor and that Rav Zera and Rav Yehuda were having this conversation in the spirit of good humor. And here we have another story, which is the exact opposite. Rav Yirmiya, um, made fun of the rabbis, and he got thrown out. The Mishnah says, If a dove, a little chick of a dove, is found within 50 amas of the dovecot, he, it belongs to the owner of the dovecot. If it's beyond 50 amas, um, then whoever finds the chick can keep it because it doesn't mean it's necessarily from that dovecot. So, boy Rabbi Yirmiya, look a bit further down, Rabbi Yirmiya asked the kasha when he heard that piece of information, he says, excuse me, what happens if the chick is on exactly the 50 amal line, they measured it, one foot is within the 50 amas, the other foot the other foot of the little chick is on the other side of the 50 amas. Mahu, what's the din? What should we do? Do you know what they did to him? I'll tell you what they did to him. You know what they did to him? You're asking a klotzkasha, please leave. Now, why should that be? Why was Rabbi Yirmiya expelled? If you look at, at uh, source number nine, you can see it in greater detail. You know that when we learn halachas in the Gemara, there's many yesoidas, there's fundamental aspects of Jewish law that we learn from a halacha. And sometimes you can ask a kasha on a halacha and it's because you want to gain more information. But sometimes you say something and the way you ask the question shows that you're disregarding the halacha. Rebirmia was saying, are you being so ridiculous that a chick which is 50 amas belongs to him and 51 amas belongs to the other person? What are you talking about? What happens if exactly 50 amas and it's half-half? What are you going to do? And in other words, he was making fun of the halacha. Making fun? That's not a joke. That's not making people happy. You know, I, I always tell uh, kids, I teach kids in schools and privately, I always tell them, if the person you made the joke to isn't laughing about it, then it's not funny. It's only funny if everybody's laughing. If there's one person not laughing because the joke was at their expense, that's not a joke. That's not funny. That's not what it means. Good nature, and I know that we are talking, Lee, about your mother, Sylvia, having a good nature means you want everybody in the room to be happy. I know that what you've said about your mother is that she always made everybody happy. She wanted people to sing. She wanted people to be in a good mood, to eat her food. She entertained them. That is the Jewish way. To find that level of uh, joy and happiness that everybody in the room can be happy and everybody in the room can enjoy being there with you and you can enjoy being there with them. We'll leave it here. Welcome to our Mitzvah Shnem. Adonichofetz, Lamansid Koi, Yagdil Teravi